34. Let's turn to the final part of today's 123 show, and that is uh, for this week's Trash Talk. And this week we'll be hearing about the long-delayed municipal solid waste charging scheme that has recently been passed. And Marcy Trent Long will be speaking with Programme Manager of Civic Exchange, Lawrence Liu, about the good news. Well, it's a big day for trash talkers. On August 26th, after almost two decades of waiting, LegCo finally passed a waste charging fee for households. Here to talk through that waste charging bill that was passed and also what's still left to do to achieve Hong Kong's waste reduction goals is Lawrence Liu of Civic Exchange. Welcome to the show, Lawrence. Hi, Marcy. This is a time for celebrate. I know, big time, right? Well, because this took about two decades of a buildup. So maybe you can just take a step back and walk us through a bit of the history of getting to this historic LegCo decision. Sure. Um, first of all, um, thank you, Marcy, to invite me to share such wonderful news um, with um, your audience. And then also offer me an opportunity to share this long journey with everyone who listens to this um, show. So that um, the concept of the wage charging have been in the government for vision for a long time already. The government first introduced this concept in 2004, which is almost 20 years ago in the policy framework for the management of municipal soil waste, 2005 to 2014, which formulated by Sarah, the former secretary for the environment. At that time, she expected to be implemented the bill in 2007. However, nothing happened because Donald John took over as chief executive in 2005. The new government of was overwhelmed by the mindset of protecting the business sector. That's why the government put the bill aside. And then time flies until 2018. KH tried to put the bill to the last code again. Unfortunately, the bill was almost killed due to lack of discussion time in the last code. But the this year's the LegCo term has been extended, which offered us the last chance for the EMB and Green Group work together and make it happen. The good news is the LegCo passed the bill last Thursday, but we still have to wait for 18 months, which is the first quarter of 2023 for the transition period. All in all, we have been waiting for at least 16 years for this bill to pass. Oh, dear. Well, I did uh, remember seeing, too, that um, the Secretary of the Environment seemed to be pretty involved, and a lot of people were pretty involved in explaining the bill to LegCo uh, prior to the passage, right? Yes, I think EMB did a really good job to try to explain and address um, the LegCo member concern. At the meantime, Green Groups also work really closely with each other and all with the EMB together, try to 
make this happen so that I think they should celebrate together. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it is a great celebration and a great day. So maybe you could just walk through, though, what the bill means to households. Okay, um, so that the waste charging bill is a quantitative base. That means that citizens will be paying 11 cents for every liter of waste they produce. So maybe let me offer um, you all an example. An average three members households approximately paid around 33 to $50 per month. You may wonder that how to pay for it. Um, the EMB already decided a pay designated garbage bag and they will sell it to the public. The citizen just um, need to purchase the bag like in the supermarket, rendering machine, and then to put the waste into the designated bag before they dispose it um, into the garbage bin. Oh, okay, so instead of actually paying the government, the government is kind of producing the garbage bags and by purchasing the garbage bags, that's essentially the waste charging fee. And you have to use those garbage bags to dispose of your waste. Yes, correct. And then the government will offer like different size of the garbage bags for the public to purchase. Got it. But you also, I, I guess there's, there's subsidies for lower income families. Yeah, because uh, we also observed that um, the community also really concerned about um, the humble family, like the um, recipients of the CCSA or those low-income families, so that the government will set up a subsidy scheme to help them to relax um, the financial burden. Um, for those uh, group of people, the government will offer 10 Hong Kong dollars per uh, people um, to make sure that um, the scheme won't affect their life. Oh, that's great. So that was really important. I'm sure that was important to the decision to even pass the bill, right? Yeah. Um, and then what else do you think? Are there any other aspects of the bill that you think are important? Yeah, I think the bill provides a really strong foundation to reduce um, waste production at the source and also can motivate behavior change among citizens. And it's become a really strong precursor to eliminate wastage and pollution. We are also optimistic about the readiness from the society to receive the bill. In the earliest this year, CVHS released a popular opinion survey, which found that Two-thirds of the respondents support the pollutant pay principle. This reflects that citizens really understand they can lessen the burden to the recycling system if they reduce waste at source, like waste separation or like um, reduce purchase um, those products with a lot of packages. However, the results also reflect our recycling and waste disposal infrastructure required a significant update. And the government also need to take this 18 months grace period to rebuild the trust uh, of the public for the system. Right. And, you know, we've got the plastic recycling plant coming online and hopefully this will mean 
uh, by charging people for the waste, hopefully this will be a big boost to the recycling system and infrastructure that even exists now. I think with the plan, with this um, blueprint and the grace period, we expect um, the bill to be enforced in the first quarter of 2023. We hopefully it won't be late and believe the MSW charging will be a strong incentive to achieve our waste reduction target. And then it will also provide funding um, to enhance research circulation and industry support. And then finally, it also could establish a strong driving force for encourage innovation, collaboration, and public education. But I think two key areas that the government must put more effort to make the plan really happen. The administration really needs to gain trust of the public that they are determined to solve the race crisis. And then secondly, push more hard for the regulating producer responsible scheme on the plastic beverage container, or also consider extending to the gasware. And then also the second one is the disposal plastic tableware, um, which will end the consultation in September 8th this year. So that I think the government need to put more effort and then try to let our logical member and populate understand why this kind of scheme are important to help us to achieve the goal in the waste boop in 2035. Mm, yeah, completely agree. So that luckily the government has taken this proactive approach to producer responsibility schemes. They've already got the electronic waste one in place. And that's been pretty successful. So the focus is definitely back on getting the plastic and the disposable plastic tableware um, it recycled or hopefully at least reduced, right? Um, is there more that the Hong Kong government can do to reach the waste reduction goals that are outlined in the blueprint 2035, other than the pushing the pr producer responsibility schemes? Yeah, I think passing the bill is not a final victory. This is just like the date in the World War II, just a turn of the tide. However, as landfill are filling up quickly, we cannot afford more delay. So that I really urge the government to enforce the bill by the first quarter of 2023 while ensuring the community recycling facility and collection network are ready for um, raising for the raising public demand. Secondly, is rolled out a centralized plastic collection point in all 18 districts of the city. Thirdly, monitor paper recycling policy in mainland China to ensure local recycler would be an will be able to continue to send uh, the material to the factory in the mainland China. Hmm. So right now the paper recyclers can't send it to mainland China? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's really challenging for the local industry. Hmm. That's why I think the government also should lead and foster a holistic development of Hong Kong circular economics for resource intensive sector, including plastic, textile, and construction to try 
to extend the life cycle of the product. Maybe the government could consider provide funding, strength from the infrastructure, and enhance the public-private partnership. Definitely. They can definitely add more money to the recycling fund, that's for sure. There's not, <laughs> right? All the, a lot of the independent recyclers are really struggling. Right. Um, anything else? At the meantime, I think um, for the public perspective, the public also should more active to respond to all consultation that um, po um, initiated by the Hong Kong government. Because this is a really uh, a good opportunity to voice out our public view and then make our electrical member learn more about the popular opinion that make the legislative process much more smooth, make it no longer late for all the uh, waste related um, legislation, no longer need to wait for others decade or even two decades before it's really happened. Very well said. That's super interesting, Lawrence. Thank you for outlining um, in such good detail what uh, other things we need to focus on to really achieve the goals under the waste blueprint that the government put out. So trash talkers, remember that, you know, it is such an exciting opportunity that we can voice our public view and use the public consultations. So let's help out the NGOs and let's help out the people that have pushed so hard to make this waste charging bill a reality. Now our next steps is to make sure that Hong Kong has a solid, solid circular economy. Lawrence, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And I think if trash talkers want to learn a little bit more, they can always go to the Civic Exchange website, sign up for the Civic Exchange email newsletters, and you know stay informed with some of the policy decisions that will be coming up that we can influence. Sure. Yep. Thank you, Marcy. All right. Thank you so much, Lawrence. You're welcome. Have a good day. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk, chatting about the Municipal Solid Waste Charging Scheme with Lawrence Liu from the Civic Exchange. More Trash Talk coming back next Monday. <laughs>